Give me rolling country roads through Loire Valley farmland or the vineyards of the Piedmont. Give me a circuit race around my hometown of Boulder, Colorado, or a boiling field sprint on the main drag of any town anywhere. God help me in the mountains. Such was my mindset during the two decades I raced a bike for a living. In the animal kingdom of pro-road cycling, I fell into the phylum of sprinter, that impatient, impetuous, not-quite-sane breed of biker transforming the final meters of many races into a kind of seething velo-riot. I lived for those moments, for the danger, the surge of adrenaline, for the chance to prove on good days that I was the fastest cat in the jungle. And I had a lot of good days. But the same oversized muscle groups that kept me up front in a bunch sprint tended to weigh me down when the road rose. I didn't contest the mountain stages so much as I survived them. Why is it then that nearly two decades after my last race, that my thoughts so often return to the Alps, the Pyrenees, the jagged spires of the Dolomites? Why upon returning to Europe do I seek out the old familiar giants, the Stelvio and the Gavia, the Col de Bisque and the Croix de Feu, that kicked my butt back in the day? Because of their unmatched beauty, a majesty magnified in my mind by the price one pays to drink it in. Because the act of grinding up some mile-high beast serves in its way as a stripped-down metaphor for life. The process is at once painful and rewarding, beautiful and, well, uphill. We are awestruck by nature and humbled by our tiny place in it. It hurts, and we keep going. I won hundreds of races in my career, but I found out more about myself on the days I struggled. Let me begin this book in that case with the story of one of my toughest days in the saddle, the day I came in almost dead last in a stage of the Tour de France. 